Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. You get me again tonight, Joe Oltman. And Nostrovia. <laughs> I'm Apollo. And you got Apollo. Um, you get two very ugly men here tonight. Yeah, so we've got a lot to go over. Uh, Mr. Producer, can you go ahead and send me my cut sheet, please, so we can walk through this? But we're seeing some things that I think are concerning. And I think the concerning part about what we're seeing is that we don't actually know what the truth is. Do we? No. We, uh, we've seen a lot. So there was a two-hour uh, UN Security Council uh, meeting today, and several countries spoke. Russia laid out some really, really serious accusations. Um, and frankly, until we get to vet some of this stuff out, we don't know how much of what Russia's true is saying. All we do know, why do I look like I'm dying? You, you do um, look like I you're do, dying. right? Yeah. Um, but so far, the I, I look like I'm dying because I got those frozen things that are put on me. Yeah, know? we both look like we got attacked by a beehive. But uh, you look like that normally. Ah, you're such a hater. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. No, but I mean seriously, we we have no idea, frankly, what's actually going on. We we're kind of at this point along for the ride, so. I'm gonna. We're gonna present some stuff, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna let the audience watch some of what was said at the UN Security Council meeting today. Uh, I found it a little bit interesting that Russia, especially in the midst of all the pressure that's being put on Russia, uh, they called for this meeting yesterday, and then it just happened this morning. You, that's a little bit out of character uh, for for things like this. Normally, it would take at least a few days. So um, I, I want to point something out, though, that I think is important for everyone. This morning when I played that, that video from Russia, that was actually a propaganda video. <laughs> that was a Russian propaganda video. But, but here's the, something I want to point out. Just, I mean, just so that you understand. Yeah, it was put out by Russia. You know, and Max pointed it out. He goes, Why? Joe, it even had the music. And I went, yeah, it had the music. It doesn't mean it's not true. And I think that's, you know, that's really what, what it's come down to for us as a nation is that we are desperately searching for truth. And we are in a crisis of truth. Mr. Producer, do we, do we have the um, uh, picture of the tweet by the UN? Do we have that as a part of one of our cuts? Uh, okay. Yes, you do. That is uh, A7. So this is the from the Department of State. The fact the United States does not have chemical and biological weapons labs in Ukraine. The U.S. in full compliance with the obligation under the Biological Weapons Convention does not develop or possess chemical or biological weapons anywhere. I mean, that technically could be true. Technically it could be true. Could you go to A8, please? So I just want to point this out. This is 2005, right? So... Uh, so let me you should read this. The United States and Ukraine agreed yesterday to work jointly to prevent the spread of biological weapons, signing a pact that clears the way for Ukraine's government to receive U.S. aid to improve security at facilities where dangerous microbes are kept. The agreement results in more than a year of negotiations announced by Senator Richard Lugar and Barack Obama. That's interesting. During a visit to the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, the senators credited Ukraine's reformist leaders ushered into power last fall by last fall's orange revolution with breaking bureaucratic resistance to the pack one lab has received funding is the ia uh, mechnikov uh, anti-plague scientific and research institute in the black seaport city of odessa the institute was part of a cold war network of anti-plague stations that supplied highly lethal pathogens to soviet bioweapons factories y you know 
Mr. Producer, if you found the um, one about social media being a um, threat to, did you find that yet? We have a oh, that's the UN tweet about yeah, them saying social media is, so, uh, is so a danger. The, they're actually going backwards, and they're saying, "Hey, listen, back in 2007, when they when they really launched uh, Facebook, before that it was MySpace, but when they launched Facebook." Um, one of the things that they said is, you know, this give little allow everyone to stay connected, and you know, it's uh, and before MySpace, I think it was uh, classmates, and um, which really was the beginning of all of this. And now the UN is saying because people were actually being able to have access to information, that information is dangerous, and social media is a threat to basically mainstream media. Mr. Producer, do you have that? At uh, post, go ahead and you tell me. Okay, go ahead and put it yeah, up. Yeah, put it up. The United Nations today uh, posted: social media poses an existential threat to traditional, trustworthy news. At uh, UNESCO warned, putting our fundamental rights to information at risk. New reports shared recommendations to reverse this trend. It's ironic that this is coming out on Twitter, being one of the platforms that the big tech censors all rolled in with these deep state scumbags have been using to censor Donald Trump, any truth about COVID, about uh, ivermectin, about over the last two years. I mean, this is the same platform that has engaged in fake news, in spreading fake news and disinformation and in silencing the truth. And it's coming out of the UN, uh, a questionable history, which we don't have time to get into right now. So, so I, you know, the, one of the reasons why I find this interesting, why, why I find what we're dealing with interesting is that we just want truth. I mean, if the truth is that Russia is a bunch of bad guys and they're really just hurting people, then I want to know that. But then I have to wake up and I have to recognize that George Soros has been investing in what he calls open societies all over the world. And if I just take a look at what's happened in our country, if we just took a look at what's happening in the United States, it's hard to ignore his influence around the United States in destroying democracy and killing anything that is good for the people of our country. And when he, when he talks about open society, I think it's more of a globalist society. I think, it's, I think that's code word for how do we open up every border and make it so that there are no countries and I think that Russia has stood in resistance to this. So, Mr. Producer, we have a, I mean. So, yeah, so I'm going to start off. Uh, first, I want to, I'm going to have you queue up something else while, uh, while we're playing this. I want you to play uh, A1. Uh, this is where Russia actually, in the UN Security Council meeting this morning, they, they make some very specific allegations, which I want to speak to. So go ahead and play A1, please. Our military became aware of the details of the Project UP4, which was being conducted in laboratories of Kiev, Kharkov, and Odessa. The goal is to study the possibility of spreading particularly dangerous inf infections using migratory birds. And this includes a highly pathogenic uh, influenza H5N1, whose lethality for people reaches 50%, as well as in the Newcastle disease. Yeah, there was another project uh, where the vector of the potential agents of biological weapon uh, bats were considered. Amongst priority areas for study, they include the bacterial and viral pathogens that could spread from bats to people, such as uh, plague, leptospirosis, and as well as filoviruses and coronaviruses. As can see from the project documents, the United States actively funded the biological projects in Ukraine. Experiments were being conducted to study the spread of dangerous diseases using ectoparasites ecto such as lice and fleas. Even non-specialists understand that such experiments one of the more, are one of the more reckless because they do not give you an opportunity to control how the situation is going to develop further. Okay, so you know what? they were just saying is that the U.S. was funding gain-of-function research in Ukraine. Yeah. That's exactly what they're saying. So I would love to make things as simple as, okay, Russia bad, yeah, cool, they're Russian propaganda. We just saw years of Anthony Fauci being caught dead in Congress, in testimony, on TV, 
lying about gain of function. His emails, everything has been 100% confirmed. This dude lied. They knew they were doing gain of function. They fought it every step of the way. And so now we're seeing the exact same things it, that it looks like have been going on in Ukraine. Um, and Mr. Producer, I want to play one more video now because this is this is going to get um, a little interesting when we talk about gain of function um, and we get into some of the the Biden connections. Um, so first, I want you to play um, cut five, uh, cut A5. This is also a clip from the UN Security Council meeting, and this is uh, China. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. President. The situation in Ukraine is still rapidly evolving with growing complexity and sensitivity. What is most needed now continues to be to intensify diplomatic efforts, reduce tension, and bring the Ukrainian issue back to the track of a political settlement as soon as possible, while making efforts to prevent a massive large-scale humanitarian crisis. Stop fighting and hostilities is a widespread desire of the international community. Peace negotiations are the only viable means to achieve that goal. Recently, Russia and Ukraine have held multiple rounds of direct talks, and the two foreign ministers held a high-level meeting yesterday. All these are positive steps towards achieving peace. The international community should continue to encourage and support Russia and Ukraine in their negotiations and create necessary environment and condition for such peace talks. China will continue to work with the international community and play its part in de-escalating the situation and seeking peace. Mr. President, China attaches great importance to biosafety and security and consistently stands for complete prohibition and a thorough destruction of all WMDs, including biological weapons, firmly opposes the development, possession and use of biological and chemical weapons by any country and under any circumstances, and encourage those countries that have not yet destroyed their dogpiles of chemical weapons to do so as soon as possible. The purposes and the principles of the Biological Weapons Convention should be strictly upheld. Biological weapons are weapons of mass destruction. Any information and leads on biomilitary activities should trigger high attention from the international community. China has noted with concern relevant information released by Russia to upheld the Biological Weapons Convention is an obligation for all state parties. The concerns raised by Russia should be properly addressed. China urges relevant parties to effectively implement their obligation under the Convention, provide a comprehensive clarification, and accept a multilateral verification. We have taken note of the press report that W. HO has advised to the Ukrainian government to destroy the pathogens located in those labs in order to prevent the spread of infectious diseases. We look forward to be receiving more specific information on this. Under the current situation and for the sake of public health, we call for ensuring the safety and security of relevant laboratories. Mr. President, the U.S. representative in her statement made a groundless allegations against China, which we firmly read. Okay, so they're referencing specifically in Odessa. I just sent you a few images, Mr. Producer. Do you have uh, any of those ready? Yeah, go ahead and put uh, put up the Odessa one. Okay, now I want everyone to understand, this is from the National Center for Biotechnology Information. And what we're looking at is a part of that. You have to talk about the audio version, people, because they're not going to be able to see sure, this. So yeah, we're going to yeah. read it to you. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to read some of this. Um, this, is, uh, this is not like from some random thing on the internet. This is from the National Center for Biotechnology Information. This is from NCBI's website. Um, and this is a, a few years old. Um, 
Uh, so I'm just going to read through this real quickly. This is mentioning uh, biolab uh, bio lab sites in Ukraine that are funded by the United States Department of Defense. So starting at the top of here, according to the available data, there are no labs in Ukraine that fulfill BSL-4 requirements. That's the highest level, uh, biosafety level 4 is what that's referring to. One of the labs that has a permit to work with microorganisms of the first pathogenic group did, however, recently undergo an audit as a BSL-3 lab and received preliminary positive evaluation. This is one of the labs of the state institution, uh, Ukrainian Meknovich uh, Anti-Plague Research Institute of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine in Odessa. This is one of the sites that is, has been, uh, been in the news for a number of reasons. There's a site there, and there was also military uh, operations taking place there in the last few weeks. Um, it is saying that it is responsible for the identification of especially dangerous biological pathogens. This lab was reconstructed, technically updated to BSL-3 level through a co-op agreement between U.S. Department of Defense and Ministry of Health of Ukraine, started in 2005. So remember back to the article that we brought up uh, a few minutes ago. The collaboration focuses on preventing the spread of technology, pathogen, and knowledge that could be used in the development of bioweapons. The updated lab serves an, as an interim central reference laboratory with a pathogen collection. According to Ukrainian regulations, it has a permit to work with both bacteria and viruses of this first and second pathogenic group. Uh, there's a second lab there. Um, the Ministry of Health of Ukraine also have a, has a permit to work with, uh, with other microorganisms. Um, go ahead and put up the next uh, image, please, either one of them. Have any steps, any steps been taken to minimize high BSL lab accidents? Uh, this is from the same page from NCBI's website regarding some of these uh, biolabs in Ukraine. Uh, agreement going back to 2005. A few virology laboratories of the State Sanitary Epidemiological Service of Ukraine were updated with equipment to fulfill international biosafety requirements for working with poliomyelitis, measles, influenza as part of a World Health Organization program. Um, Moving down, they are also equipped through the Ministry of Health in Ukraine, reconstructed, equipped with an agreement with the United States. Over the next years, a few of these stations of the Ministry of Health in Ukraine um, and labs of the National Academy of Agrarian Sciences of Ukraine, of Ukraine are scheduled to be updated as part of the same agreement with the United States. Now, they've been saying on the news, go ahead and take this down. They've been saying on the news that these are just, they're getting rid of old Cold War stuff, right? So. Why why are they being updated this many years ago and they're still well, there? They're still getting millions of dollars. Well, it's not so I wanna I wanna I wanna back up I wanna back up a few things, right? So I wanna back up the 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 fact that there's biolabs. It to me it's not so much whether or not the biolabs exist, because we know the biolabs exist, it's the concept of what's in the biolabs. And I think this is where I talked about it this morning. It, it we can't choose to trust them one day and then trust and not trust them the next. Um, just like we can't choose to trust them after they've lied to us for so long and say all of a sudden, okay, you, you're absolutely trustworthy. I mean, you stole an election, you, you did a color revolution across the entire globe, that the intelligence community was responsible for that. And now all of a sudden we wake up one day and we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, if the US is behind it, we should be behind it. Now, it doesn't matter to me if there are biolabs or not. It doesn't matter to me if they're just studying bird flu. We know that that's not the case. They said they identified, I think Russia said they identified um, up to 30 different sites. They said today they said 30 sites during the, uh, during the, the meeting. The thir 30 sites. So we know that there's propaganda on both sides. My question will be to all of you is who do we believe? I mean, who ultimately do we believe? Do, do we wake up one day and say, all right, we have to stand behind Ukraine? Well, I, I have to tell you, there's, there's a group of men that have been given weapons who are part of a neo-Nazi militarized group. I mean, they're military. In, they're, they're Zelensky's basically battle battalion. Can you and queue up a A12, Mr. Producer? Before you do that, before you do that, I want to do an ad read. Today's podcast is sponsored by Air Medcare Network. Do you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road? Do you hike or spend a lot of time outdoors? Health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. So I've been a member there for quite some time. Um, it, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is they also have a section where you can 
you know, get it if you're out of town a lot, and they'll actually pay to fly you back to your home state, which will lessen the burden for your family. So if you go to Air Medicare Network, airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, and use offer code daily, you can receive up to a $50 e-gift card by signing up today. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, and use offer code daily. Okay. And so I want to put this up. Um, and again, there's 100% propaganda on both sides. Anyone who believes just because Russia is saying that there's biolabs, that everything that they're going to say is true, or that everything they presented in the conference today is accurate and that we should trust it at face value is naive. Anyone who assumes the opposite is also naive. Uh, we really don't know, but there's so much going on. And now to speak to propaganda on the other side, uh, go ahead and put up A12, please, Mr. Producer. I know we, we have seen... Uh, a lot of support for the Ukrainian, uh, you know, the rebels. Uh, we're supposed to all put a Ukrainian flag on our, uh, you know, on our Facebook profile picture. Anyone who, uh, who questions the integrity of these people and why some of these actions are actually being taken by the Ukrainian uh, militants is, you know, automatically a Russian sympathizer uh, right now. But I want you to notice the date on this. This is October 16th, 2019. And this had to do with the Azov, which, yes. is the, which is the Ukrainian arm of the military, Yes, which is a neo-Nazi group yes, in and Ukraine. And the, the Azov Battalion, by the way, is funded by Kolomoisky, who is the man who funded uh, Zelensky's entire campaign. With George Soros. Yes. And he is also, uh, I believe he was the head of the production company. So he produced, I believe it was him, um, produced... The TV show where Zelensky played a president of Ukraine and then funded his campaign where he is now, uh, where he is now president. He's flown to the same country as, uh, as Kolomoisky like a, a dozen, 15 times in the last couple of years. Um, so I'm just going to read this real quick. So this is to uh, Secretary Pompeo. We write to ask the State Department has failed to include certain overseas violent white supremacist extremist groups on the FTO, or the Fe Foreign Terrorist Organization list. So uh, let's go back in time a little bit to 2019. Uh, this was, you know, during Trump. Uh, so at that point in, in history, uh, the white supremacist extremist groups w were, were really hot news, right? Um, so they mentioned a recent attack in Halle, Germany, killed two innocent people. It's just the latest example of white supremacist terrorism. Like the previous shooter in Christ Christchurch, New Zealand, the attack was live streamed. A killer posted it. Uh, and I'm going to hey, skip me, down let, a little let, bit. Let me read Go this. Ahead. Go ahead. And the killer posted a hateful anti-Semitic manifesto in the case to a German message board. Um, it's a 4chan equivalent. A site intelligence director, uh, Rita Kate, stated... The similarity between this video and the New Zealand attackers underscores that they're not isolated attacks by people merely holding similar beliefs. Today's attack is another installment of a global terrorist network linked together via online safe havens, much like ISIS. The spread of anti-Semitic white supremacism, supremacist, excuse me, white supremacist terrorism from Pittsburgh um, to Poway to Hale is a global threat spread by foreign groups who have free reign to recruit Americans over the internet. Today, if American citizens swear allegiance to the Islamic State or other foreign terrorist organization on the list and spread their message of terror, there are several resources available to the federal government to counter the threat. However, if the same American citizen swears allegiance to a violent white supremacist extremist group based overseas and spreads their message of terror, the federal government does not have the access to the same tools. Terrorism is terrorism. On September 10, 2019, the Committee on Homeland Security reviewed testimony regarding the nexus between white supremacists in the U.S. and foreign organizations. On September 18, 2019, the Homeland Security Subcommittee on Intelligence and Counterterrorism and the Foreign Affairs Subcommittee on the Middle East, North Africa, and International Terrorists received further testimony dealing with transitional relationships among white supremacist extremists. So go to the next image. Go we're going to skip this next part. A13, please. So now right at the top here. At the very top, for example, the Azov Battalion, a well-known uh, ultra-nationalist militia organization in Ukraine that openly welcomes neo-Nazis into its ranks. The group is so well-known, in fact, 
that the 115th Congress of the United States stated in the 2018 Omnibus Spending Bill that none of the funds made available in this act may be used to provide arms, training, or other assistance to the Azov Battalion. The United Nations has chronicled human rights abuses and incidents of torture of this group's relatively short history. Despite these facts, Azov has been recruiting, radicalizing, and training American citizens for years, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Now, the Azov Battalion is the one in Ukraine, by the way, that Zelensky, when they were under attack, handed massive amounts of weapons to. And if you get a chance to go to uh, Isra, uh, is it Gonza- Take this down. Gonzales? Gonzalo Lira. Gonzalo Lira. Gonzalo Lira, yeah. If you go to that uh, Telegram channel, and please do so with a little bit of, of regard for the fact that you're going to see some videos, this Azov battalion that was armed by Zelensky is now killing citizens in the street that are just driving their cars. They are raping and, and killing women and children. I mean, th- they're actually doing that right now. In a country that they say they're supposed to be fighting Russia, they're not fighting Russia. They're using this as an opportunity to be well-armed and pilf- pilfer the people of Ukraine. And in war, the, the reason why this is important is because in war, there, there are a lot of losers. And certain factions and group get to pick winners and losers. Well, right now in the United States, that's what we're dealing with. Put up the next image. Um, this, is, this is important. Why? Who signed this? Remember what we just read back in 2019, they're making a big deal about white supremacism and this Nazi group and a bunch of Democrats go through the next two images um, just for a few seconds. Uh, 40 Democrats signed this and sent it to Pompeo demanding that they add the Azov battalion to the FTO list. And these are the same. This is the same party. These same people who are screaming about groups like this under Trump. Rightfully and so. Now, rightfully, rightfully so. so. Absolutely rightfully, rightfully so. so. Then they should have been. Rightfully so. But now all of a sudden, now we have to support them. Now now we now anyone who questions uh, the righteousness of the people over there just because they're on the Ukrainian side with zero, uh, zero insight into what's actually going on other than Ukraine is our friend, we have to support Ukraine because Russia is evil and a bunch of commies, and, you know, forget about the incestuous network over there. This is the same group, the exact same group. So so the reason why that's important is, let me put it in perspective for you, and this is just me trying to give you a little bit of knowledge, right? They lied to us about COVID. They lied to us about critical race theory. They lied to us about uh, gender fluidity. They're trying to recruit our children. They're taking away math and science. Only a third of all kids today, a third of all kids today are proficient in anything, a third. One-third of our children today, one-third are proficient in anything. Two-thirds of the kids in this country are not proficient in anything. Like, literally, only a third is proficient in something, and two-thirds are proficient in nothing. I mean, think about that. Think about that. And so as we walk down this process and we start to uncover and figure out, okay, what is true and what isn't true, we have to, at some point, get to our sensibilities and say to ourselves, okay, let's turn it all off. Turn it all off. Let's take Ukraine, and let's take Russia, and let's put it over here in a box. Let's pray for the Ukrainian people. Let's pray for the Russian people, because just so you know, if a war breaks out, if Russia decides to go kinetic on any other country other than Ukraine, we are going to be staring down the battle of turning things to glass. That, that doesn't mean we're going to stare down. We're going to stare down the, the the barrel of a gun. It doesn't mean we're going to send U.S. troops there. U.S. troops can't go to Ukraine. You know, somebody said that to me today, Joe. How do you, how do you stand on Russia's side? I don't stand on anybody's side. I just say that the offensive of eliminating cabal, uh, a country that basically has been created by Western influences. That, by the way, the people always suffer. Who's suffering in the United States right now? Who's suffering at $7 gas? You think, you think Clinton's suffering? You think Biden's suffering? You think George Soros is suffering? They laugh about it on TV. Colbert actually got on TV and said, ah, it's an inconvenience. You don't like it. Go buy an electric car. Man, there are people that can't go to a buy here, pay here lot and spend $5,000 on a car today. 
They can't afford to put gas in it or give it an oil change. We keep changing and saying that, hey, listen, the oil over, oh my gosh, here, we cannot have a, a Keystone pipeline here in the United States. We can't ease tensions for people in the United States. Russia bad, Ukraine good, Azov is killing their own people, Zelensky's standing up telling everybody how tough he is, there's bio labs everywhere. But we need to stay green in the United States. So you know what we do? We go over there. We virtue signal here. We're not going to drill or do anything here to make ourselves independent, to make it easier on the lives of Americans. But we'll take their oil, put it in our cars, fire it up, and that's somehow that's greener. That shipping oil over here, shipping gas over here, shipping resources over here makes us more green. But it doesn't. So all I say to you, is let's look at the facts. Let's let's look at really let's let's use our critical mind. Let's think for ourselves and let's uncover the why. Let's work the problem. Let's work the problem. What is the problem? The problem is we had an election stolen and if you don't think that's what the problem is, look at all the symptoms that have come from that. The problem in Ukraine is not the fact that Russia is attacking Ukraine. It's the fact that US interests went into Ukraine and they interrupted a sovereign nation. They selected people that they wanted to put in positions of power. And they just taunted Russia on its borders. How, how much time would we spend if somebody, if people lined your outside fence with guns? If they literally stood on the outside of your fence of your property and they had guns, how would you feel? And I'm not telling you that Putin is, is, a, is a Boy Scout. He's far from a Boy Scout. The guy ran the KGBs. I've said it before. He has ice through his veins. But we just don't know what the truth is. There is no truth in what people say. And so we find ourselves doing what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. Is it good? Is it bad? We, you know, we want to do something to look good but avoid looking bad. But it's really not true, so we got to lie about it. And then we got to convince people that that's true. If it's true, you should be able to see it. You should be able to see it, but we can't see it. We can't see it, but we were told that we got to believe the government. Well, the government killed a million people and lied. And so I can't, I can't trust my government. But somebody said today, Joe, that's anti-American. No, it's not. See, America, the, the idea of being American is being able to have a difference of opinions. It's, it's diversity. It's opportunity. It's equal access. Tell me what has happened over the last two years that has done any of that for minority communities. Anything like that. Anything at all. Any community. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. There's a friend of mine that is deep into uh, BLM. And, and you, I've had him on here before. And some of you freaked out when I had him on um, about a year ago. And uh, he said, he goes, what they do to us in the minority community in the inner city, they do to you. They're just testing on us. And it's true. It's true. Most of the vaccine hesitancy we have as a group, and a large portion of that comes from the minority communities. Why? Tuskegee, for one example. When has the government done anything to help us as people? I'm not being anti-American. I'm trying to get you to wake up and understand that literally it, it, this is a God thing. We are, we are literally in the fight of our lives, good versus evil. We're not fighting people. We're fighting principalities. We're, we're fighting the devil himself. Only it's wrapped up in this, this incestuous, un, unquenchable thirst for power, for money. And if that's not true, then why is a third of the U.S. dollars that have been printed printed in the year 2020? So, you know, I fundamentally cannot get behind anyone that supports George Soros, that George Soros supports. And do we have that? Do we have the letter that he wrote? Yeah. Do you have it? I sent you the article. Can you put it up? Uh, if you don't have it ready, go ahead and play cut 11, and then you can do it while it's playing. We talk about incestuous. ...of the world have been getting an advanced education on bioweapons. And the very same crooks we see foisting the Great Reset medical tyranny are involved in the Ukrainian bioweapons labs. This is all being paid for with tax dollars. What do 
We'll break up there a minute. Defense Threat Reduction Agency. The DTRA, U.S. company Black & Veatch, has been working closely with the DTRA building bioweapons labs since 2003. Black & Veatch share an office. I don't know what's happening with this, but it, let's go ahead and take it down. All right. Um, can you put up the Soros article? I sent it to you like 10 minutes ago. We got it? Okay. Well, we don't, we don't have it yet. So before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and, and hit another one of our sponsors, that um, sponsors of the show. Um, so this is IP Vantage. Tired of feeling that someone's always watching you on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you or are concerned about the privacy of your identity. Uh, using incognito mode won't always solve that problem either. So IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. Um, I just actually signed this up for my entire family. I have it but too, actually. It, it helps you browse uh, the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. That means your, all your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded without falling into the wrong hands. Even the physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. So right now, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. That's like getting nine months for free. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, it's easy to use. All you do is tap a button and instantly protect it. You won't even know it's on. Uh, start sharing with the world everything you watch. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Uh, take your privacy back with a, with a company that has been rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use the promo code daily, and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash daily, and use promo code daily for 70% off. So so I want to I read this to you because I think this is interesting. George Soros is coming out of, the, out of the woodwork. And if you know anything about George Soros, most of the DAs that are out there that are letting lawlessness run uh, wild on communities and why we have so much just you know, spikes in crime is caused by George Soros specifically. So let's go ahead and put it up, Mr. Producer, if we can. This is an op-ed written by George Soros. And, um, and I'm going to let you scroll a little bit on this, but go ahead and stop there. After receiving a green light from Chinese President Zhang, uh, Jinping, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a war in Ukraine in an effort to reclaim the old Russian Empire. So I don't know if he got a green light from anyone. I don't think he asked any permission. He just did it. All right, so I'm, that's my commentary. But both leaders appear to have misjudged the situation, raising the prospect of a global catastrophe unless they're removed from power. Unless they are removed from power. And this is what he's doing. He's calling Th for them think, to be removed. Think, think about this. This is a guy that literally has interfered with nearly every election at every level. He has invested in uh, everything, including <laughs> Matt Schlapp at the CPAC. Yeah. Took money from $183,000 from a George Soros organization. No big deal. So... Let me read this because I think it's important for you to hear George Soros's words. San Francisco, Russia's invasion of Ukraine on February 24th was the beginning of a third world war that has the potential to destroy our civilization. The invasion was preceded by a long meeting between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, sorry. On February 4th, the beginning of the Chinese Lunar Year, New Year celebration in the Beijing Winter Olympic Games. At the end of that meeting, the two men released a 5,000-word carefully drafted document announcing a close partnership between their two countries. The document is stronger than any treaty and must, and, and must have required detailed negotiations in advance. I was surprised that Xi Jinping appeared to have given Putin carte blanche to invade and wage war against Ukraine. He must be very confident that his confirmation as China's ruler for life later this year will be a mere formality. Having concentrated all power in his own hands, he has carefully scripted the scenario by which he will be elevated to the level of Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping. Having obtained Xi's backing, Putin set, to set about realizing his life dream with incredible brutality. Approaching the age of 70, Putin feels that if he's going to make his mark on Russian history, it is now or never. That's really interesting coming from a guy that's 90 years old. Isn't it? Well, and a guy who has destabilized a massive number, number of countries in Europe, here in the Middle yeah. East, everywhere. This guy has his hands everywhere. 
Um, but his concept of Russia's role in the world is warped. He seems to believe that Russia people need a czar whom they can follow blindly. That is a direct opposite of a democratic society. Notice how he works, uses the word democratic society, right? It is a vision that distorts the Russian soul, which is emotional to the point of sentimentality. As a child, I may have encounters with Russian soldiers when they occupied Hungary in 1945. I learned that they would share their last piece of bread with you if you appealed to them. Later, at the beginning of the 1980s, I embarked on what I call my political philanthropy. Political philanthropy. What he means by that is all the color revolutions that he's financed in countries all over the globe for the last several decades. First, I set up a foundation in my native Hungary, and then I actively participated in the disintegration of the Soviet Empire. When Mikhail Gorbachev came to power in 1985, the disintegration had already begun. Disintegration, excuse me. I set up a foundation in Russia. I did the same in each of the successor states. In Ukraine, I established a foundation even before, I became an independent, before it became an independent country. I also visited China in 1984. I was first foreigner allowed to set up a foundation, which I ch closed in 1989, just before the Tiananmen Square massacre. I don't know Putin personally, but I've watched his rise very closely, aware of his ruthlessness. That's the pot calling the kettle black right there. <laughs> he reduced the capital of... Chechnya. Chechnya, uh, Grozny, to rumble, just as his, to rubble, just as he currently threatened to do in the capital of... Ukraine, Kiev. Putin used a Putin used a, a canny KGB operator. Used to be a K, a canny KGB I, operator. Can, KGB operator. Sorry, I can't see. Can you go up a little bit, guys? So I won't read through that. Thank you. Um, having developed a odd fix, he appears to have lost touch with reality. A certain misjudged the situation in Ukraine. He expected Russian-speaking Ukrainians to welcome Russian soldiers with open arms, but they turned out to be no different from the Ukrainian-speaking population. Ukrainians have put up a very incredibly brave resistance against seemingly overwhelming odds. If you get a chance to read the rest of this, I, 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 want, I want you to understand that the, the country split. There are Ukrainian people that actually want their country to be, you know, not for the Russia to leave their country. But there is a large number of Ukrainians that are going, hey, we need to stop the, stop the spread of the corruption that we feel in our country. Many Ukrainians, and again, I have to go by what I can see. I have to go with what I can see. And so the more information that comes out of that, the more likely I am not to, to side with a guy like George Soros that sits there and acts as if he's the Mother Teresa when this is the guy that wants to legalize prostitution and sex trafficking of women. He when, wants open borders and open societies. And we have to understand, yeah, can, I mean, so the stuff that Russia is saying, you want to call it propaganda? Sure, 100%. That right there, that is propaganda. George Soros, you have to question, when George Soros comes out, and now he's talking about unseating Putin and all these other things, George Soros has his interests being threatened right now. That is why George Soros wrote this letter. That is why he wrote this article. He is tied up in the same interests with this Biden regime, the same people who are tied up in all the things over in Ukraine. This is, these are the same powers, the same interests. It is not so simple as Ukraine-Russia. It's not so simple as evil, big country invading small, little, tiny, good country like Kamala Harris was unbelievably condescending enough to, to say. Um, I want you to now uh, go ahead and play uh, play this video of uh, Klaus Schwab before, if you can, Mr. Producer. You have it? Go ahead. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But... Um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic forum. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I'm here with the president, with a young global leader, but 
What is important for? Okay, let me explain something. Can I say something real quick yeah. about this? Oh, yeah. Okay, this yeah. Is, let me explain something to you. Ready? His example was Trudeau. This is the weakling that when they went into Ottawa, fled. He left. He, br- he brings up the president of France, who during the pandemic locked down their people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what all of these old people have in common? They're all old. <laughs> I mean, I, let's, they're all 70, 80, 90 years old. And they all talk about global power. They all talk about, you know, interfering with this cabinet and getting into this cabinet. That's what he's bragging about, inserting his little global world economic forum lackeys into cabinets in countries all over the world. And and guess who's a part of that? Crenshaw in Texas. Megan Rapinoe. Zuckerberg. Mm. Guys, this is not a mistake. What they did is they went and recruited the weakest they could find, the weakest minds that they could find. They recruited them into this program and said, look, we're going to insert you. We're going to make sure you get selected. You're going to become a leader. We're going to prop you up, and then you're going to do our bidding. That's what we're dealing with right now. And that's not – this isn't hyperbole. I'm not just making this up. He's saying it. No, and this is what they do. They get these kids when they're young, and they've – they put them through grants, they put them through school, then they get them in some NGO, and they train them up to be these little globalist, you know, trash leaders, and then they get them installed in cabinets, in state departments. This is exactly what they do. This is where all these people in our, gov- in our government come from. This is where all these little, all right. these little trash heaps... Who, who got kicked out of Russia? Who got booted out of Russia? Anybody? Anybody want to answer that question? Max, you're in the comments drinking a Dosukis. Why don't you go ahead and tell me who got kicked out of Russia? Who got kicked out of Russia? George Soros. George Soros got kicked out of Russia. And Russia was actually just like whitewashed from the World Economic Forum uh, from their website. And I'm not going to say I know exactly what's going on. Uh, but I mean, guys, m- my opinion, Russia's guys, not playing along with li- the World Economic li- Forum and all these, all these evil things. Listen to me. I, I don't want to be the guy that... I, you know what I don't want to be? I don't want to be 1984. I don't want you to look at me as George Orwell. And oh my gosh, in 20 years, what Joe said was right. And we forgot about it. And we literally ignored it for the next 20 years. I mean, it took 40 years, 38 years for what... Or f- 55 years, excuse me, 60 years. It took, it took years for them to, to get to the place where we were actually having an Orwellian Orwellian moment, right? And and here we are right now, and now it's happening faster. You'll notice things are happening faster. There's a breakdown of, of societal norms that are happening faster. Churches are getting shut down. The, the left is weaponizing itself. They're, they're weaponizing ju- the judiciary. They're creating chaos everywhere. They're, they've gotten themselves into every little nook and cranny of, cranny of our society, and they don't have that nook and cranny done in Russia. You have a George Soros who has turned over different countries around the world and put his fingers in every election around the globe, used it as a money laundering event of epic proportion, and I'm supposed to be on his side. No. And you know what they're, what they're really no. doing when it comes down to it? They're weaponizing society and all of its facets against the will of people, against the will of people who just want to live their lives, and that goes for people in this country. That's what we have seen in these lockdowns over the last two years, all of it based on a lie. They have weaponized everything against your will and the will of all these people in New Zealand, in Australia, in Canada. They are trying to take your will. And on that topic, um, do you have the other video, B2 Cut, with Yuval? Play it. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens. Because in the coming generations, is we will learn how advisor. to engineer yeah. bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? Masters this of the planet. will be decided masters. by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? Yes, why is it? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Now, what do you need 
in order to hack a human being. You need two things. You need a lot of computing power and you need a lot of data, especially biometric data. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. All of life for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design Whoa. and the intelligent mm. design of our clouds, the IBM wow. cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the Guys. same time, science may enable life after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may ena enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. Humans are now hackable animals. Here, important part you know, here. The, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, Klaus they, is they advisor. this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Okay. Because a crisis is an opportunity to... Hmm. Listen to me. This is the agenda of these people. This is not, this is why, this is why, I mean, I feel like a nutball bringing <laughs> this to you. <laughs> that I do. I feel, I mean, I literally feel like I need to. No, this is like weird science fiction stuff. But they, they believe this. I mean, keep in mind, keep in mind that these people are going to conferences. They're being heard. By the way, you know that stuff that was data that was behind them? Right? This is why I think they're really stupid. I want to go back to the rules for radicals. And I want, I want, to, I want you to see something really quick, because I think it's important. On the rules for radicals, there's, there's something that inside the rules for radicals that I think you, of the, the 12 rules, that you should, you should know, right? And there's one rule that is what he's talking about. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, and it has to do with the fact that it doesn't matter. Oh, here we go. The threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. Um, it, imagination and ego can dream up more consequences than any, than any activist. Um, the... The idea is, is that they want to, they want to be able to tell you, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. It, it's, not the, it's, not the, it's not the power that you think they have. Actually, that's not true. The, this is the part of it that I was looking for this. Powers derived from two main sources, money and people. Have-nots must build power from flesh and blood. These are two things of which there's plentiful supply. Government and corporations always have a difficult time appealing to people and usually do so almost exclusively with economic arguments. Power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. So let me explain to you on that video that they put up. The stuff that was behind it that said data, and it was doing this stuff, and it said meta. All right. So something you guys should know. If you go to the back end of Chrome, and you go to View, and you go to Developer, and you go to View Source, and you go to the back of it. Mr. De Mr. Producer, do you have Chrome on that, on that device where you can share screen? Do you know how to get to View um, Developer? Can you pull up the page and then go to the top of Chrome where it says view? 
and then go to uh, um, developer and then scroll over and have view source. Can you show that? So I want to show people just how dumb these people think you are. So they think that they can hack the human. And, and maybe, maybe that's done through psyops, right? Or convincing people or creating mainstream media that people are rejecting. Because people right now are rejecting it. They're rejecting the idea that they have to you know, give up all of who they are to other people. But all that stuff behind Klaus, his, his uh, mentor or mentee or whatever you want to call it, who, by the way, said that he basically said that it doesn't matter what God above the cloud says. Like, we are the new gods. That's what he said. That's, what he, that, that's in essence what he said, is it doesn't matter what God says. It doesn't matter. In essence, there is no God. And if you're evil and you want to hurt people, if you want to do bad things to people, you want to make them feel like you have all of this power. It's the number one rule in rule for radi- rules for radicals. It's the number one rule. And so all of that stuff that was flowing back, Mr. Producer, can we put it up? Okay, we're going we're, we're gonna to put it up here in a second. I'm going to get him one. But if you, if you literally look at the stuff behind them, that's literally just the tags for a website. It's a tags for a website. You can open up any page, Mr. Producer. You could, you could make it Google. And, and we, we're actually working on it. We have Dominion, Dominion voting systems. Oh, do you? Oh, that's great. Put up Dominion voting systems back in. But the reason why I'm saying this to you is because they want, the, they want you to think that they're bigger than they are. They want you to think you're stronger than they are. They want you to think they can do more than they can do. All right, so this is the website for Dominion, right? Is that the website for Dominion? No, it's not. It's gone now. Okay. Actually, what's really interesting is when I put it up. Yeah. There, there we go. go. There There's go. Dominion. All right. So all that stuff that was going where it said meta name, and it says Twitter <laughs> label. And go ahead, scroll a little bit for effect so that people can see it. So we're scrolling through. Oh, it's a screenshot? Oh, man, you guys are crushing my soul. I want you to show the page. I want you to show the page. You're killing me. All right, so, but this is the stuff that was behind him. You'll notice it says alternate type. Oh, my gosh, meta name, meta property, link, (laughs) canonical. We're so smart. We're so smart. Okay, guys, take this down, if you will, Mr. Producer, and play that village idiot one more time so I can point out the same stuff that you just saw. So start at the beginning, same video. All right. So if you see this, and I'm going to talk over this video as we, as we put it up. Go ahead and put it up. I'm going to talk over this video, but I want you to read the background. And there's a reason why I'm emphasizing this, guys. I'm emphasizing this because it's just not true. We are probably one of the the last generations of Homo sapiens. Because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer Here we go. It's going to change here in a minute. We're going to engineer bodies and brains. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? Right now, it's going to switch over to where behind him, they're going to have... There you go. See all that stuff? Here we go. Medic uh, Charset. Because we've reached Just start the reading point it, guys. Form. We can hack <laughs> form action. Label four. Input type. We can hack this is all the backside of a website. This is not some I'm carrying out data. I'm a data guy. You need two things. All right, take this crap You need down. a lot of computing power. This, this is what I talk about. This is them trying to tell you right now that they don't have. They don't have. All right, we're out of time. We're out of time. You want to do the read outro? Sure, guys. Uh, oh. So, as you said, you want, you're going to do it? Yeah, I'll do the outro. All right, he's going to do it. All right, so if you, if you like the podcast, subscribe to us on Rumble at Conservative Daily. Follow Conservative Daily on Telegram at Conservative Daily. If you want to find us live, it's conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank's Beach, and CloudHub. You're, you're, you're actually live over there, guys. If you want to uh, see us on the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. Again, the part that they said out loud, the part that you said out loud, 
is that they they want to be God. They they want to they want to actually come in and be God. Yeah, they said it. Not the intelligent design of God, but our design. Yeah. So share the you know if you need a reminder when we go live, you text word freedom to eight nine five one seven to sign up for our text word system. Use the link in our description as well to subscribe for our newsletter. Or you can get our facts plus so you don't miss any important projects we're working on right now. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Apollo. And we will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Remember to pray. God bless you. Stay in the gap. And, you know, if and when we need each other, we should be there for each other. God bless you.